Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? Oh, it's, it's, it's going it well. I, I'm, look, I'm, I'm not going to try and match you in singing ability. That's, that's just not, I don't need that question answered. Nobody but, could. Nobody could. Freddie Mercury. Shit compared to you, Connor. <laughs> they said I should have been at Wembley. <laughs> they said you were missed. <laughs> they said, "God, Connor, if, if if you were around, Queen would have really taken off." Or born. <laughs> if you were born, you would have been good that day. God, that, that, that was our one mistake. Was wait until you weren't born. Uh, but no, I'm good, Connor. It's good to see you and hear from you. Uh, mm. I'm really excited to talk about movie news this week, um, and. Also, you sent me a list of things that I should maybe look into before the show, and I'm very excited for this week. Proper nerd stuff that we actually... Sometimes I like to just pounce on you and just throw you a story about something very, very, like, into the Marvel Universe, but, like, you'd have to be a complete expert to know. A very innocuous character that just happened once in 1974. And so on the show, I take it for fun that I don't tell you. And I go, Marvel are doing this character. Sean, tell us everything. Oh. <laughs> this week I was nice. <laughs> this week you were nice. You gave me a little bit of prep time. Um, so we're going to be talking about some rumours, some confirmation things. Mm. Um, if the news I read was correct, uh, we've got some potent- like character announcements, basically. Yes, but we're starting, Sean, at DC. Because oh, it, it, okay, I'm going to go movie- home for a while. <laughs> By the way, I should say it's movie news, not just DC and Marvel, but they own cinema at the minute, so it's kind of <laughs> the way it is, right? But uh, we are starting at DC, and this is a follow-up as, a few years ago, a certain little movie was announced called Batgirl. And yes. DC were going to push heavily into doing that film. Um, and then what happened was, there was one man behind it all, and that was Mr. Joss Whedon. Yeah. And since then, he's had a bit of a, a, 
Fall. Um, he's done some things. Yeah, he, he's been, he's been, uh, d- you know, there's been multiple people have come forward and said he he, he did some things. He's a, he's a bad he was, man. He's been, he's been reaping what he's sown. And okay, that's fair enough. So that kind of fell off the cliff. That Batgirl yeah. was no longer uh, in line that they thought. Joss Whedon was, he's a big name. And so his name was behind it. And it was kind of getting off the ground. And then all the stuff came out. And then it kind of just all collapsed. And so we haven't heard anything about the project since. But this week I have news. And that is that DC's Batgirl movie is back on. And has locked in the two directors from the biggest movie of last year, Sean. That's right. Go on. Was it? Is it Phil Lord and Chris Miller? No. Oh. It's the other... It, these lads, they directed the biggest movie of 2020. Uh, oh, hmm. <laughs> now, sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound good. But what was... 20, the operative word there being 2020. Like, what Bad movies? Boys for Life directors oh. have joined as the Batgirl director. Now, this we joke, and well, I started off with it. But, sorry, yeah. Yeah, we started off with a joke, but these guys are pretty talented. Um, that is Adil El Arbi and Bial Fala, and they were the directing duo behind last year's hit action movie sequel, Bad Boys for Life number three. Yeah, not the third Bad Boys for Life movie, but the third Bad Boys movie, but it's for life in the title. It seems like, we're not going to get into it, but it's a missed opportunity for everyone on board. Yeah, like, and uh, I wonder what level of, like, fuckery they're going to do with the the Batgirl title. <laughs> but it's just Batgirl 1, <laughs> but they're just, just messing it up completely for no reason. <laughs> yeah, or like Batgirl Redemption or something like that. <laughs> like like something already happened, but we're not quite sure. B- Batgirl Returns. Everyone's like, yes. where? From where? Where does she, where go- is she Alicia Silverstone? <laughs> is she back? Is she back after she back going into the Batcave? <laughs> She's back in a big way. Um, so they have been brought in to direct a new Batgirl film that they are planning. And they also have Christina Hudson writing it. Um, and she is doing. Uh, she previously did Bumblebee and worked on, and co-wrote Birds of Prey. So, and along with she's also working on the Flash movie that is upcoming. So she's a very busy woman that she's involved in all of those projects in the last few years. Yeah, and this is something good. Like they have a, a writer involved across multiple areas of the universe. That yeah. makes a lot of sense because then characters can make, you know, characters can be the same character in different films. Wouldn't that That's be an interesting? That's an interesting... T- so you're saying character progression. So say a character, I don't know, Black Canary. She appears in Birds of Prey. So if she pops up in the Batgirl film, she might be played by the same actress in the same kind of vibe, kind of way. Yeah, but maybe the things that the, uh, she learned in Birds of Prey could transfer over to Batgirl. <laughs> so we've kind of gone with the character. Interesting thought. That's an interesting one. What you, what you do is you make characters real and then people will like them. <laughs> so, no, look, we take shots at DC a lot because they're kind of all over the place. Fr- frankly, they- they're an easy target and we're bad for doing it. <laughs> this is true. We, we do like low-hanging fruit, but at the same time, they do have a history of just going, I'm all in on this direction, and then going, oh, look at that shiny thing. I'm all in on this new direction. Yeah. But also this direction is still happening from previously. Like, the the best way I can sum up DC is that, like, 
they absolutely have had a meeting in the past where they thought, what if we incorporated the DCEU into TikTok? <laughs> They're just kind of feeling around, just, hoping for the best. They'll fo- follow a trend. They'll just jump on whatever's hot at the minute and then drop it at the next opportunity. <laughs> now, um, the lead star for the Batgirl film has not been revealed yet. They don't know currently who will be playing Batgirl or Barbara Gordon. Um, mm. I think it is, it is Barbara Gordon. They'd be mad to go Cassandra Cain or somebody if they're going to do a Batgirl film. <laughs> right straight out of the first gate. Out. Right out of the gate, let's do Cassandra Cain. <laughs> or what Stephanie if? Brown. Straight in. What if? Kirsten Stewart. Oh, Interesting. Because then you have you have the whole Pattinson thing going on as well. Confuse the whole thing further. <laughs> Just everyone's like, they have to do the press tour together. <laughs> no, but you see, Batgirl and Batman relationship, don't talk to Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, but it never works, Sean. I'm, I'm not works. happy with it whatsoever. Have you not seen the Killing Joke animated movie, Connor? Yeah, I have. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, they are doing the Batgirl film. They have uh, the directors locked in. And look, two things is one: Karen Gillett has already put her name forward to play Batgirl. Savage. Which I think five years ago, maybe I don't know. I think she'll be too old in terms of not. not I'm sure she's not old as a human being, but I would say I would prefer a Batgirl who is seventeen than like grown right. up. Because oh. I think it's more interesting. It, I think you need a vibe of Tom Holland as Spider-Man in Batgirl, where she's trying to figure it out. And Commissioner Gordon seems much more Commissioner Gordon-y if he's, like, in his 40s and he's, like, in the prime and he's, like, detecting. Yeah. And then she's, like, under the radar trying to solve crimes. That does make sense. Whereas if you age both characters up by, what, 15 or 20 years, then it's a different dynamic where Gordon mm. maybe is, like, past his prime. And Batgirl is just hitting hers. Like, yeah, I get yeah. that. So, like, for an or- if it's an origin story, you'd probably go, like, now they probably age her to, like, maybe, like, 20, maybe. Um, yeah. But they'll, but- ha- they'll, no, they'll, they'll have a 25-year-old actress playing a 14-year-old, probably, or so, yeah. something like that. That's it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I saw some news about this. Someone I saw online said Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, oh, that could be good. Yeah, it might be a good shout. Um, but like, there's there's infinitely talented people you could cast in this, um, mm. and just cast a person who's right for the role. Um, Someone even said Daisy Ridley as a rumor. Now I think what they're doing there is they're just taking every actress who they're like, could we dye her hair red? Yeah, yeah. even a wig. <laughs> Wigs are good these days, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a case of who do you hire, but the story here is that they have their directors locked in, and for Bad Boys for Life last year, I mean, we do joke that biggest movie of 2020 when there was no movies, or whatever, yeah. but I seen Bad Boys for Life in January when nobody was none the wiser, and we were all just going to the cinema shot, it was great. Why didn't you warn us, Connor? Why didn't you warn us? <laughs> I should have known. Eat my popcorn. How would I know that was the last time I would do that? Lads, but, it's too um, good to be true. <laughs> this bad boys for life is too good. Um, but I've seen that movie and I think it's actually better than it has any right to be. And I mean that in a very good way that I was watching it thinking, this isn't terrible. And I expected it to be real bad. But now it's pretty good. You had your expectations subverted in a good way. Yeah, I wouldn't say like it's going to win any Oscars or excellent or whatever, but I like that feeling in a cinema that you go in thinking, 
this is probably going to be below average. And, you're, and then it does a few things in the film itself. And you go, oh, that's a smart way to go about that particular yeah. plot point. Interesting. You should stop saying that out loud in the cinema, though. <laughs> yeah. I like to stand up and wave my popcorn around and just throw it at old people who aren't listening. <laughs> hey, come here for me. <laughs> Grandma, come here. i got to tell you about plot points. Look, okay. So there's this lad called Batman, okay? <laughs> You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. Stick with me. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think of this idea, this Batgirl movie? Do you think that this is DC finally getting it right? Will they put it in with the Robert Pattinson universe? And if so, then she ha- then Barbara Gordon would have to be a quite a lot younger. Or do you put it in with the Ben Affleck universe that doesn't exist anymore? I mean, then you would have like J.K. Simmons is the Commissioner Gordon in that case. Yeah, that's he, true. And who is like designed to be him and Batman are older in that universe. Which makes Karen Gillan would be perfect casting at that point. That's true. Uh, what I will say as well, like I'm I, I do think this is a good idea. I would like to see this movie. I hope this doesn't turn into like DC just being like, and the next hero on the list. What if we try them? And, like, just fucking, like, smashing them out. Like, they made a Shazam movie, and they really didn't have any plans of what to do with Shazam after that. Um, yeah. I think it's a case of they they have all these characters that people love, and they want to get them all into the light. So, they now have Birds of Prey, which as a natural progression from Birds of Prey would be involving Batgirl in that whole universe. Yeah. And that would make complete sense. But they could also do the opposite and just have, like, Black Canary and all them on the one side, and Batgirl is just in a completely separate universe. You don't currently know at the minute. It would make the most logical sense that, uh, say, Harley Quinn is her first ba- bad villain that she's comes up against. I don't know. So, something that, if you have... They want to use Gotham, really, when it comes yeah. down to it. Like, they have Batman, and they're like, okay, we have a Batman movie, but... Who else can we have? So, really, Batgirl and Nightwing are your next two options. Yeah. Which would you prefer them to do? Like, say this Batgirl news hadn't been announced at all. Would you rather hear news of a Nightwing movie or a Batgirl movie? I actually think a Batgirl movie would be better as an origin. Because I think a Nightwing film you have to earn by having a Robin in a series of films. That kind of grows up and I something happens it. and yeah. then you spin off rather than... If you just come in at Nightwing and he's already like Dick Grayson at like 23 and he's like, fuck you, Batman. You're like, well, why? You you have Titans, basically. <laughs> you're, you're entirely right. You're entirely <laughs> right. And no one wants Titans. <laughs> no, fuck Batman, as we all say. But oh. I think, I think yeah, Batgirl lends itself to more like a stronger origin and a stronger first film that you can go right in. Yeah, you can, in theory, do that without having, like, an actor cast as Batman as well. Like, you can just have the silhouette in the sky and she looks up and there's the inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just have her, have Batman and Gordon trying to solve a crime. And, like, they're cons- and Gordon keeps coming home like, fuck, I can't stop this killer. Like, there's sort of somebody going around killing all these people. Me and Batman are working hard. And she solves it. Like, yeah. she's working completely by herself, just with, like, no weapons or gadgets whatsoever. But, yeah, she just has, like, her own wits. and that's She has Barbara Gordon smarts. Yeah, big smarts. Um, mm. The, like, yeah, like, I would love to see them do it that way, actually. Like, if, 
I, or like, and she does research on Batman then, and like pieces a, a, together a picture of what she thinks Batman is. And oh, then man. ended, and then ended with Batman being like, "I know that you're Barbara Gordon." Like immediately, like he yeah. knew from the very start because that is what Batman would do. He's like, "Who the fuck is this person in a cape going around Gotham? I'm going to find out everything about their life." But how can we tie this into maybe like the Dark Knight Returns <laughs> at all? <laughs> Can we give her... Can she have a gun as well? Can we just... Oh, what if Barbara Gordon just had a gun? (laughs) Okay, we're going to have to move on. But yeah, that is pretty big news. They are doing a Batgirl film. It seems pretty locked in. They've got the directors. They've got the writers. I think in the next few weeks or the next few months, we will be getting a casting announcement as well. And I think it's pretty set in stone that they're going this way. So I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, let's let's keep our ear to the ground and our expectations sky high. <laughs> That's always how you end up not disappointed. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I read this headline and I knew for a fact that it was going to annoy you. But oh, not, no. I, I don't know if outright annoy, but it's just one of those where you're going to leave... It's going to leave you scratching your head because okay. they, are, they have a movie in development, Sean. Hollywood. They've come Hollywood. up, they've, they've gone to the well, and they've thought, what do the people need right now? But what if I told you that what the people need is a Phantom of the Opera psychological thriller that is in development? That's right, we got a psychological thriller Phantom of the Opera movie coming our way. I'm not mad at this. <laughs> Interesting. I, oh, look, uh, to be fair, most of my knowledge of Phantom of the Opera comes from Simpsons and other TV shows referencing Phantom of the Opera in various ways. Not the uh, 2004 film with Gerard Butler. No, 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 no. Non-canon okay. in my world. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I think this could be the definitive Phantom of the Opera for me. This could be my chance <laughs> to finally understand Phantom of the Opera and all that that entails. Like cats. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> so your reasoning for this happening is cats... No, uh, uh, Cats is like my justification for just fucking give it a go. Uh, yeah. The worst it can be is Cats. <laughs> but like, it can't be any worse than Cats is a very good way to go about it. It can't be any worse than Cats. This is, this would essentially be new to me because I've not, I don't know the story fully. So it's not you technically cast, a remake. Would you cast James Corden in this? Oh God. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Phantom. Oh, no, he's not the opera? No, he's not the opera. <laughs> he's the concept of music. Ooh, I don't know who I would cast as, like, a phantom. Because uh, the only person coming to my mind is Martin Prince Butler. in that one episode of Simpsons. <laughs> Are we casting Martin Prince, the fictional character? Yes. Confirmed. Mm, okay. Um, okay. I, look, give it a go. Um, yeah. It's not going to do, like... Endgame money, probably, but it'll do fine. No, I mean, it's a case of... I read this, and they're bringing out a lot of musical movies in the last few years, and I think, I suppose, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocketman, they have a different vibe. Like, this is a book that was adapted to a musical that was adapted into a film now, so it's kind of a different thing, and... You bring up cats, and that's a good point because that is the last one of these really that we're yeah. going to see, and that did not go well. I just feel like no weird CGI with weird cat-looking people, 
and I think you should be okay. Yeah, which I, I again have not seen it. Yeah. I don't think there's cat people in the Phantom I would of the be, Opera. I would be fairly sure that there isn't. No, no, no. Like what 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 it does contain one of the main moral teachings is that love between two people cannot be forced, Connor. And maybe that's what they should take going into this film. Uh, (laughs) These movies cannot be forced. Just leave it. Just leave it. To be fair, just fucking make the book into a movie and just be done with it. Don't don't go mad. Don't get Jason Derulo as a weird cat man. Jason Derulo back in. I think so. Who? Do, do, uh, okay. What if it's Vincent D'Onofrio as the Phantom? Oh, God damn it, you brought me in. You know I love Vinny D. You yeah, know Vinny, I love him. That's, that's your not true, fair. Vinny D. <laughs> and, and Mr. Cox is playing. <laughs> he's, he's playing opposite. I think that'd be great. I think that would be class. Yeah. Why, why not? Uh, by Mr. Cox, you mean Charlie Cox, correct? Oh, I mean Charlie, yes. Um, yeah. Not, not Brian. No, not Professor Brian, Brian Cox. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I would have the ball play the character and just swap up every scene. Each one wearing a separate half of a mask. That's unreal. How would you know? You you never know who's Charlie Cox and who's Brian. And, Cox. and you come up to, and at the end they come together and they form a full mask. It's a different story, but I feel like it brings a little bit of us to it. I, 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 yeah, what I said earlier about not changing the book. Throw all that shit out. Mash those two Coxes. Uh, oh. Uh, faces together I think the idea is that they're not going to try and romanticise the relationship but re- embrace like because the, they say it's a psychological thriller they're yeah. going to go more suspense and horror which I think would be a lot more fun to watch yeah and like that's that's our, our kind of horror it's not like gory it's like weird and unsettling kind of mm. Yeah, so th- that is what Hollywood has lined up for us next. So that is our next big musical number following Cats. Big, that is the opposite. Big Oscar bait as well. Oh, f- like the first one was Oscar bait. I'm pretty sure the first one won two Oscars. So they're going to go a different way. Okay, so they're going to win no Oscars by choice. <laughs> going to win Grammys instead. <laughs> so, uh, look, I'll give it a tentative... Uh, C sharp. Well done. It's a musical. It's a musical. <laughs> Comedy's hard to say. You make it look easy. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, it just comes off the top of the dome. Uh, off the top of the dome. Um, we were going to cover a small piece of news here uh, because last week we covered it in very much greater detail. But news, we have more casting in Knives Out 2, Sean. By and God. The fact that everyone in Hollywood has been added to this movie in the past two weeks. Um, the latest addition is Miss Kate Hudson. She has joined up for Knives Out 2. And your face was like, oh shit, that's a big get as well. They're all big gets. Like, there's yeah. no weak link. There's no little gets. <laughs> There's no little gets. So, like, you you called this as well, that they're just going to keep adding to this cast, like, presumably up until they, like, they're just going to announce it every so often just to keep Buzz going, because it's free marketing. Yeah, just, and just keep, like, targeting just these massive actors and actresses that are just, like, really, really good. Yeah, like, uh, you need, usually you would need, like, 
one or two draws and that's why you get like your Will Smith on the poster or whatever like that but this like someone will be a fan of one if not all of these actors and they'll go see Knives Out or they'll watch it on Netflix like so far we've got uh, Leslie Odom Jr uh, Catherine Han, Janelle Monet, Dave Batista, Edward Norton and Kate Hudson my god like oh also Daniel Craig he's also in this oh Daniel Craig returns of course of yeah, course of course uh, yeah. So, pretty good cast. Okay, we have to do a new segment. Anytime someone is announced, you have to pick someone else that they could add in the future. Okay. Um, oh, Dame Helen Mirren? Good one. I was going to say Henry Cavill. I don't think he'll act alongside Daniel Craig. I think Craig has a thing. No, Batista has a thing in his contract. No one bigger than me. Oh, I actually, no. Maybe Batista's still bigger than him, though. I think Batista is like broader. I think yeah. Cavill might be a li- Cavill might be a little taller, but oh, you're going to say Henry Cavill. I think I'm going to say Henry Cavill could be okay. in it. <laughs> you just pick pick any actor, anyone working in Hollywood. Yeah, right now, Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis is coming back, right? We're going to throw a dart. I'd actually like Michael. I'd like to see Michael come back. I wonder what Michael's up to. What's he doing? What's he doing these days? I hope he's the Shield season seventy-five. He just—he looks like a friendly man. Uh, (laughs) He does. He's doing. uh, He's doing a movie called "Don't Look Up." That's in post-production at the minute. No, he never Uh, looks up. You know why? Because he's already at the top. That's what it is. Michael Chiklis. To speak, he played Zeus in DuckTales. That's pretty good. Uh, good for you, Mikey. He was he played a DC character called the Executioner in Gotham. Did he? Yeah, apparently. Uh, look, he's he's working. He's working away. Fair and, play. Well, fun. he's going to be the lead in this. Daniel Craig's getting fired. Michael's coming in. Replaced him as Benoit Blanc. Were you unaware of the fact that the Shield ended in two thousand and eight? Fuck off. I feel like it kept going until like 2014. No, it's... Connor, that's show that's been off the air for 13 years. What a reference. <laughs> yes. He was Vic Mackey. I love a reference to a show that ended before, like, the last decade. Yeah. You said it with, like, no hesitation you threw the shield into conversation. I take a chickless. I take it a shield, and I take a Fantastic Four... The thing. That's all I think of. What about Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer? That's, of course, third. That's, of course, third on the list. He was also in that TV show with the Super Family. Does anyone know what that was called? TV show um, with the Super Family? He was the dad in a TV show where the family had superpowers. And I think it was on for one season. And I remember seeing it and thinking, this will be something I'm interested in. And I was what? like, I was a bit younger. Was it No Ordinary Family? I assume that is it, yes. A science fiction comedy drama. They gain special powers after their plane crashes in the Amazon. Yep, there you go. How many seasons? Uh, one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I thought. <laughs> and it goes straight from... It, it was a 20-episode season, to be fair. Yeah, it was a good uh, romp. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> when did that come out? 2010? Uh, that came out in 2010 to 2011, yeah. Yes! <laughs> so all of your chicklist based information is around about turn of the decade. 
when I do mastermind, I'm doing chickless. That's, that's the, all I'm doing. I <laughs> just say like you sitting cross like crossed arms on the mastermind chair, and your specialist up chickless. <laughs> what does that even mean? Did I fucking stutter? Chickless. Chickless. <laughs> Like 10 minutes later. So you have gotten the record points of anyone ever on Mastermind. <laughs> you pull off a mask and you've been Michael Chiklis this whole time. Um, so yeah, they have cast Kate Hudson in um, Knives Out 2. That's nothing to do with Michael Chiklis, but what I will say is this cast is just... I'm sure next week we will also have more additions. It's just yeah. going to get bigger and bigger. I hope they just start adding... I would, I'd be happy with Helen Mirren or Henry Cavill. Just anyone. Yeah, just keep adding actors to it. It'll be fun. It'll be good. I, yeah. Or they add like one fucking like out of left field, like Seth Green. Oh, they had Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> Joss is on his redemption tour. <laughs> but he's like, I can't be the murderer, guys. Honestly, no, <laughs> don't I can't, make me, lads. I I don't need that PR. Just just make me nice. Just play. I let me save a burning orphanage or something. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is something Henry Cavill is going to be involved in, Sean. Oh, I and saw that this. Is the news this week that Henry Cavill will be Highlander in Lionsgate's reboot. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts on this? This is it's very good cast. If I if I was to pick one like currently existing human who could be Highlander. Like, in real life. Henry Cavill would be, like, top ten people. <laughs> yeah, it's also... Um, the Highlander reboot will be directed by the John Wick director. Um, so he's coming in to direct this. By God, do you want to give a quick breakdown of Highlander for anyone? I mean, I feel like I, you might know more about it than I do. So I, I, I'm going to back yourself up. Right, so it's a big, like... It, it's, it's essentially Mortal Kombat. So all of the, like, the best fighters in the world gather together. And you fight to see who's the best one. And the first Highlander movie is fairly straightforward in that principle. But Mm. the second Highlander movie, (laughs) they introduce aliens into the mix. I mean, I feel like that's the natural progression of any sequel. Yeah, because like now, now you're the best fighter on Earth. Now fight all these other fighters. And it's mm. like, and that's when, they, and it's like, I am the last one. That whole famous thing there that he says. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is there a Highlander Henry tree? Ca- um, I I don't know if there's a Highlander tree. Um, no. It's a Highlander two is called the Quickening, by the way. Of course, because the death is coming faster. It it, it, it quickener, Qu- quicker, mm. fuck. Quick, it's quickener. It's much more quickener. It's much more quickener in my eyes. Um, look, I, I, I support Henry Cavill seems to be really into it as well. He posted a thing on Instagram and he had like whiskey and a book on Scottish warriors and all this. And he's and then he, I think he commented like, "Oh, I have to find out how to wear a kilt." Yeah, and like get yeah, proper, get it properly done. I, I feel like Henry Cavill is the type he'll he'll buy into this. He'll be great on the press tour. Um, also. He's involved in The Witcher as well. He's just doing cool stuff that he wants to do. Yeah, and he's like. I think he just likes fucking around with swords at this point. Yeah, and I think you wouldn't fuck with him if he had a sword. No, because he definitely, he is. Did you ever wonder how many, like, actors are, like, lethally skilled in swordsmanship? Viggo Mortensen is is a beast. 
I, Keanu Reeves would kill any man walking listening to this. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, any, anyone who's listening to this, Keanu Reeves is probably trained to kill you. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but he's probably trained. It's too late by this point. Like, just, just yeah, and he's ageless. He can't die. So I think Henry Cavill would be the type to follow in Keanu's le- in footsteps. And, like, you have an action role, and then you learn everything to do with, like, mastering the blade, or the gun, or kung fu. I'm just happy to see Henry Cavill excited about a project. Yeah! Cool. Let's let's keep this up. Do you think the world needs another Highlander, Sean? I mean, I, I think this first one didn't do great. No, So they made a sequel, and that also didn't do great. Um, so I think, give it a try. I think... It's maybe, it's more suited to come out now. Like, because epic, like, medieval fucking, the whole thing is that they're immortal, so, like, battles take place through time. So, you can do... Well, Mortal Kombat just came out. I mean, as well. Fucking, and what I say to that is, get over here. Oh, shit. Oh, that was terrible. Uh... (laughs) But just finish this segment <laughs> finish this we'll just get through finish this very good um, no like I think we the way battles and fights are done differs vastly from how it was done back in like the 80s because mm. it's not just a wide shot of two lads swinging foam swords at each other um, it can be like John Wick um, where it's really tightly done choreographed perfect action or Game of Thrones like fantasy swordsmanship, um, yeah, that's really entertaining to watch. I I think this could be really cool. And if you're going to get anyone to do a Highlander reboot, you bring in Chad uh, Chad Stahelski, the John Wick series director. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a guy who has proven that he knows a thing or two about action scenes and films and building up tension and just being really, really good in that type of film. So they must have just been like. He's your only option. <laughs> we're going to yeah. do this. We want him. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And they were like, we've nailed this. We've done it. We've Henry, thank you. Um, <laughs> what I will tell you as well, Highlander 2, The Quickening, I just looked up, set in 2024. Oh, so it's it's coming up. It's coming up. We could be Highlandering within a couple of, of years, Connor. Me I'll still you. be talking about The Shield in 24. <laughs> Yeah, those no shows that ended two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does everyone remember the Shield? That was weird. It's like my party line. Like, what do you think of the last season of the Shield? <laughs> it's like Connor, Connor, stop it! <laughs> I was sixteen when it came out. That was, you still shouldn't have been watching the Shield at sixteen, dude. <laughs> no, was I? Oh, I, I was I sixteen? No, not in terms of eight. I don't even know what age I was. I Probably don't give away 20, your age. Twenty-six. 27, You 35? were on your fourth marriage at that point, right? I, w- I was at that point, yeah, but the shield was really the cause of most divorces. <laughs> <laughs> they were all just like, come on, can we go to the party? Not yet. Chickless yeah. is talking. Chickless. Quick. <laughs> but I thought you watched the season finale yesterday. Repeat. It's on repeat. I need to find out how the acts... How does he do so well? A few years from now, he'll be in a superhero family and you'll be fucking raging. <laughs> you will be. The egg will be on your face, sir. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this involves Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have had a rumour. Um, 
And we, we've had a few pieces of talking behind the scenes because there's one thing that has been kind of weird about Doctor Strange and that is there's been no villain announced. And by that mm. I mean not even that the character was announced. There wasn't even like, oh, a big casting choice. Like Christian Bale cast in Thor and then the next week it was Gord Godbutcher. You've got a big name, he's played a big villain, that's pretty cool. There has been no villain really announced for Doctor Strange besides Scarlet Witch. And Yeah. But we, we kind of determined that like she probably won't be the main villain, she'll probably turn good halfway through. Yeah, who's the person behind the scenes doing all of this? Yeah. And so this week we have had a bit of a report that we may have finally come across a possible spoiler for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, so Feel free to skip this a few minutes if you want. I will. But, I'll just um, mute my microphone here. No, not you. You have Aww. to stay <laughs> legally. <Aww>. But um, <laughs> th- this is that the villain will be Shumagorat. Now, Sean, I have no idea who this character is. So I'm interested to see what the fuck the MCU is doing with this casting. Okay. How do I describe Shumagorath? Okay, so. Big tentacly eyeball, uh, elder god. Okay, interesting. Yes. So uh, there's these things in Marvel. They're elder gods or dark ones. There's a whole bunch of weird things that they're called, but basically they're just fucking like concepts that existed before everything else. Um, uh, Shumagora. They're they're all basically to do with chaos, um, like causing causing chaos in the world they get all their powers from chaos they can travel through universe like they can cross the multiverse basically and they can break down barriers between universes might be fairly key in the Mm. whole multiverse of madness Um, can i i in in my description here i have gorat is damn near invincible and is the ruler of nearly 100 alternate universes sean that's interesting for a film that will be going that is called the multiverse (laughs) yes and you know again we'll touch back on this um but also we do kind of have an inkling that the spider-man no way home could have some multiverse stuff so it's possible mm. that this could be an overarching villain across a number of movies. Um which would This be cool. also brings up it brings up the issue that Doctor Strange is like god level powerful at this yeah. point. Like so you need somebody who's batshit insane and super near invincible to face him. Because it's the same problem with Superman. It's the same problem with like Martian Manhunter, if they did a film with him. It's a case of, you have a character that is damn near impossible to kill. And, and Doctor Strange, the first one was easy because he's only learning. Whereas now we've seen him in Endgame and Infinity War, like, he's at his peak. So you need a bad guy to match him. Yeah, and sh- like, Shumagorath might be that. What's interesting as well, one of the other dark ones, um, or old ones, or whatever you want to call them, uh, is called... Uh, sh- I can't say C H T H O N Shithan. We're gonna say okay. Uh, Shithan is like king of the chaos gods, um, and is responsible for Scarlet Witch having her powers. Interesting. I feel like that is a mad way to go about it. I don't know if they'll delve proper comic booky into that's how she gets her powers or that's the basis of powers in general and stuff like that. Mm. They could just introduce this as this is a really powerful god of all these different universes 
and Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch are fucking with the multiverses. And so he comes in and is like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, like what? That, oh, okay. So maybe Strange knows about this because he keeps tabs on everything. Um, so he knows that there's, you know, a god who has been maybe taking over hundreds of universes so far has its sights set on Earth. He knows the god deals mainly with chaos magic. Um, and he would definitely have heard at this stage about Wanda, who, and he would have put it together that, like, oh, she's the Scarlet Witch. The fucking channeler of chaos magic in the world. Yeah, uh, bet you she awoke and awakes this god. That like, oh yeah, she she the wakes him up. Chaos energy. Yes, interesting. Yeah, and what I will say is, normally these rumors that come with like, yeah, okay, right, this is bad, and this is one of those that the character's so random, like Shuma Gorat, like oh, we don't really know much about, it. and even us talking about it here, you're still thinking like. Would they go that way? Yeah, it's but so fucking ludicrous. Like it, It's ludicrous, but at the same time, it makes a certain level of sense because this is a character, this is a villain who is a multiverse villain. That he is someone that can travel between multiverses and is like overly powerful because you're dealing with Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange here. So you need someone who can control the two of them because there's not many fucking people left after that. Yeah, like those are like, those are like the two magic characters at the minute. Like you have Wong as well, and Wong is very powerful, but he's on like the other two are on another fucking level. And it makes sense that this is why we haven't heard any casting announcements about any villains. He's a CGI creation. You don't yeah. need to cast anyone. Yeah, and they don't have to have anyone on set, so there'd be no set photos of them. Mm. Um, I would recommend like Google um, Shumagorath because it's a nightmare. Like it l- looks horrifying. Um, I think um, it will be a good way to go, but I I don't think that's a villain you can defeat. Like I think they would just have to stave him off for a while, basically, mm. because you can't yeah. have these two characters as god killers. No, because then in the next one, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. You need you you just need to keep pulling from the pool of chaos gods. One of the ways in the comics that Strange defeats Shumagorath is like he basically merges his his soul with Shumagorath's and like takes over, but the effort like it kind of neutralizes both of them. So Strange right. is like a big sacrifice kind of deal. Okay, so this could be a way that they could also write out Doctor Strange. He makes the ultimate sacrifice. Or, yeah, or maybe you have to depower him or something like that for a while um, Mm. to get other things done. Yeah, it's just really interesting that this is... This rumour just came up and I was like, that's weird. But then I was like, it's starting to make more sense the more you delve into it. And if he's involved in all these different universes he's got shape-shifting and levitation and altering reality as powers like you're bringing in spider-men you're bringing in all these people it would make sense that scarlet witch awakens him and he starts fucking with the timeline as a way yeah. to like fuck with them or them and him in the same thing just fucks with the timeline for some reason anyway what if do you know what spoilers for wandavision by the way um at the end of wandavision she's reading that uh the 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 Book of the Dead, um, and she's looking for a way to get her kids back. What if she yes. makes a deal 
And we thought it was with Mephisto. Yeah, but instead it's with with Shumagora. And Mephisto's now in... Go on. If they completely bypass Mephisto and go straight... (laughs) Because everything in this and Loki is pointing directly towards Mephisto, but fuck it. Let's just skip him. It's like, if you, oh, if you look closely, every character has, like, at least one eyeball. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, the rumour of what the villain will be for the next Doctor Strange film. We don't know for sure at the minute, but keep in mind that there could be going down the way of a giant CGI monster that could be trying to destroy him and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, which, like, where does that leave poor old Baron Mordo? <laughs> like... um, not in great shape i could only assume yeah because he's gonna come back and be like really underpowered <laughs> compared to everyone else oh <laughs> guys what i miss <laughs> oh i was i was busy killing innocent people <laughs> um, okay so we're gonna move on from our dr strange talk uh, because sean i have a thing that movies are doing that i know you love and that oh. is universes and a little movie came out in the last few weeks, and that was the Saw franchise had a new film that was called Spiral, and nice. it was directed by Chris Rock, and it's been it's been it come out as fairly. I mean, it's a Saw film, so it's it's come out to fairly decent reviews. Yeah. Um, and sorry, the director was Darren Lynn Bousman. The Chris Rock was in it uh, with um, Samuel L. Jackson. And what he has come out and said is that the Spiral director envisions a Marvel-style cinematic universe for the Saw franchises, Sean. Don't... Yes. Don't they already have that, though? Isn't there, like, nine of them? Yeah, and they're connected. Like, it's the same dude for a lot of them. (laughs) For a lot of them. So, what they're now planning is a Marvel-style MCU universe, but for Saw. This isn't the... But like that's a, but the, like Saw is a long-running franchise. Like, I, I and and things that happen in movie one are referenced in like movie seven. Like they play into things. Mm. I think they're already there. <laughs> yeah, I unless what they're doing is like Saw Nine is its own thing, and then they're also going to have a Spiral One, Spiral Two, Spiral Three. And they're like, set in the same universe, so technically the MCU style. Is this an announcement designed to get clicks? Uh, I I assume so. Yeah, it's like, Saw wants to be like Marvel, or uh, will Saw be in the Marvel universe, or some shit like that. Um, It's fine to want to just, like, have your films all connected, but it's kind of... It doesn't show a great message if if you say, we're going to be like Marvel. Marvel are a success. I'm going to read his quote, is that what I think will happen, if this is successful, he means Spiral, is you'll see Spiral 2, and then you'll see Saw 9, and then you'll see Spiral 3, and then you'll see Saw 10. You might even see a TV series. So I think you'll be seeing like a Marvel-verse of the Saw franchise, where there are different storylines taking place. I think that's what it's going to be. It'll exist in the same universe, but there'll be different storylines. So... It's a case of they will be going in separate directions, but they want it to be its own universe kind of thing. But then do they just want the clout of Saw for Spiral? Yeah, I assume so. It's like a spin-off. 
But they want yeah. to have the spin-off, but also have it happen... I don't know if it happens at the same time, or before or after, but it's happening, and then the Saw films are also happening. Yeah, so you want an independent movie in the same universe... Uh, possibly referencing events that happened in the original movie, but you don't want to connect it, but you also want it to be in the same franchise. Yeah. So that one can benefit the other. Yeah, well, you need that name recognition. Yeah. Do you know when you have a really really big cake? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you really want to eat it. Yeah. But there's, there's also a different cake. And you really want to eat that too. Hmm. And and so you can decide... I, oh, go on. Can I have half of one cake and half of the other? Um, no, you can only choose one. Can I have both? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make movies. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. That They want that recognition. But whenever I hear... like I read these headlines constantly to do doing this show or putting it together. Is that whenever any film comes out these days, they're always just like, we're going to do a Marvel-style universe for this film. It's just... It's, it's a bit desperate sounding. Because mm. it's just like, oh, we'll copy the, the successful ones. And I just feel like... Any film that is already planning on a universe, I assume you're going to take your eye off the ball for the second and third one. Because, like, you need patience. Like, mm. you need to, like, just keep putting them out and make good movies. And that's not to say that this won't be successful. Maybe this no, will be like... the reawakening of Spiral. But I always get worried when, like... The fact that Marvel did that whole thing where they went 23 movies and every single one of them was not terrible other than Tour of the Dark World, maybe. Like, it's that, still even not that's terrible. Fu- it's fine. Yeah. But, like, to have, like, out of 23 films, at least 21 of them to be either good or better. Yeah. That's never happened before for a reason. And they have Disney money, which is unlimited money. Of ev- they have all the money in the world that they can do whatever they want. So when another studio comes in and says, we're going to do our own movies like that, it's kind of like, you should strive for that, but I don't call it out before you do it, I think. Yeah, keep that on the back burner. And, and then, like, just make the stories connected. Never announce that you're making a universe. Um, and people will just... It'll happen naturally. Like people just be like, "Oh, that's that happened in that movie. Oh, these movies are connected." Like uh, my best example is that it didn't work for DC, and so like DC would be the one that they have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. You would think, "Well, this is a slam dunk. Yeah. They can't miss if they're making a universe," and they missed. So I mean, at this stage, you're kind of looking at it like maybe just do one good, and then if make another one that's good. And then if the second one is good, make a third one that's good. Yeah, like it's it's it, it's like the M Night Shyamalan Unbreakable Glass and Split universe, you know. <laughs> Very similar to the MCU. I- identical, I would say, in in terms mm. of quality. <laughs> Big shout out to M Night. Big shout out. <laughs> um, give it a go. Don't, 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 don't fucking. I, I suppose, ride on Marvel's coattails just for the sake of it. 
Yeah, I think so too. So we are ending this week with some Marvel talk and um, it is finishing with a pretty big report that they are reportedly developing a fifth Avengers movie, Sean. Now, oh I know what you're thinking. They're doing a fifth Avengers movie. That's interesting. But it's going to be featuring the Midnight Suns team. Yeah. Now, this is going to be like a supernatural team-up movie. Sean, what are the Midnight Suns and why have I never heard of them? Uh, I thought I've mentioned the Midnight Suns a couple of times. Oh, yeah, on I, the show. You, you have, but I was playing dumb to oh, allow you to right. seem smart. No, Connor, we've <laughs> talked about this. Next question, please. Uh, no, the Midnight Suns are um, a, a team in Marvel Comics um, that generally deal with um, supernatural or mystical threats. Um, you usually have the likes of Doctor Strange and, and Wong. Uh, some Ghost Riders are in there. Um, occasionally, you'd have Morbius and Iron Fist. Um and the the whole thing about them is that they're basically the the they're they're all people who have felt some level of damnation, I think is the way it's described. Like mm. they've all suffered horribly in some way. Um and so they all get these brands, um, which like apparently is the what like the most painful thing someone can endure other than like actual torture in hell. Um and so anytime there's a big mystical threat they can all come together um, and fight it off basically because they're the best at dealing because they live in that world and so the rumour so they're like the dark Justice League or Justice League dark basically and yeah. like it's, the, it's yeah. their way, they deal with the supernatural shit exactly and they're like they're a quote unquote team but they don't necessarily like each other it's just that mm. the longer you ignore that tattoo or that brand the more it hurts um, so like if if, yeah. if it goes off and everyone else goes and you're just there like nah I don't feel like it a day later you'll be in absolute agony and so the rumour is that Marvel are developing several team up and crossover films including Young Avengers and Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts as yes. well as a new entry into the main Avengers series which will feature the Midnight Suns now the Midnight Suns team that they're con- hoping to consist Blade? of um, Doctor Strange, Benedict mm. Cumberbatch, Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, you've got Blade, nice. played, played by Mahashla Ali, and you now have Moon Knight as well, being played by Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Ooh, and so the team, team the team would be Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Blade and Moon Knight. The report also states that Ghost Rider, Hannibal King and Hellstrom would make appearances in the film with the Johnny Blaze incarnation of Ghost Rider rumoured to be making his MCU debut in Doctor Strange which we discussed last week yes yes we did um, that's that's a, that's a very um, comprehensive list for such a rumour like mm. I guess and surely the bad guy is Mephisto surely <laughs> yeah, yeah and then probably like adapt the the King of Hell storyline we talked about this in the Ghost Rider Hero or Zero Mm. Um, basically Mephisto attacks Las Vegas and Ghost Rider becomes the new King of Hell in his place Um, get elements from that probably maybe don't have Ghost Rider be King of Hell in his MCU debut (laughs) no I I wouldn't say so but I I think a case of if you have the Midnight Suns and they're like a supernatural division of the Avengers and so like if you have Mephisto you're not going to run in with Captain America 
Like, you're obviously going to send Doctor Strange first. He's going to be able to solve that a lot faster than punching him until he dies. Because every time you try to punch him, you're just going to end up in hell. <laughs> so what's hey, the point? Hey, yeah, you're, you're fighting a losing battle there. So get yeah. the people who are right for the job. Um, like, they're, they're just opening up more stories that they can tell, basically. Having Blade in the MCU implies the existence of vampires in the MCU. Yes, and so Morbius could be coming in as well, Sean. Connor, they could, they could do Avengers versus Dracula. They, they fucking could. At that point, I feel like cinema will have died, but it could happen. But like, and then we'll get our favorite uh, Moon Knight comic panel of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, where are you, Dracula? <laughs> where, where are you, Dracula? You big fucking nerd. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Yes, Moon Knight. I want to see Oscar Isaac saying that. Um, No, but I think a team like Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Mahershala Ali, Oscar Isaac, that's a very strong four to go up against anybody. It really is, especially like... It's it's nice as well that they're pairing up Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange in more things. um, Because it's a natural progression. Yeah, like she would absolutely evolve on to be like... Oh, any magical threats should probably be dealt with by magic, um, ideally. Um, so I like and that they're doing especially, that. Especially with the Blade film coming out as well, and now you have the Disney Plus series with Moon Knight, you could introduce all of these people. So by the time the team-up happens, everyone knows everyone. And you're coming into it with, like, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch have several movies behind them. We've, got, we've seen a massive character progression from the start to where they are now. And then you've got a Blade film where I'm sure he comes in and he learns some. Moon Knight series comes in. They're kind of newer, so you can kind of have more interesting stories with them and use Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange as, like, the anchors of the team. So, like, Moon Knight could go off and do something fucking mad. And they're just like, we kind of trust them more because we've seen them for so long. So if you have a separate team of Avengers, I think... An audience will be more likely to buy into it if we see Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. We're like, oh yeah, we recognise them from the other team. Oh, you're having a split-off supernatural team. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. I will watch that with mm. all of my money. Um, yeah. I, 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 like, I can't wait for... You know the big endgame shot of every Avenger? Um, mm. That's just there. I can't wait for the next one of those. <laughs> it's going to be so big. It's going to be so big and they're going to be so weird at that point. Yeah, because Marvel, uh, all comic books are all weird. There's like, for every like three good characters that we recognise, there's one batshit insane one that they threw stuff at the wall to see if it stuck. So they could go as deep as comic books and just keep throwing random people into this stuff. Yeah, and just see, and some of them will become like surprise fan favourites probably. (laughs) Yeah, and then some of them that you think will do well, people are like, I don't like them, take them out. Take them out, get rid of them, and then they're dead next movie. Now, this is not um, confirmed officially by Marvel yet, but, I mean, it does go along with everything we've heard in regards to the Multiverse of Madness, and you've you've got everything to do with, like, just, it's going a lot more magical, and if you have a team in the comic books there that already has um, Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, like, they're already teamed up. Let's yeah. have a brand new team and introduce these characters that are, we're already introducing. Yeah, like the situation we have now is not so much like, oh, there's rumours coming out. It's that all of these rumours kind of connect in a very logical way. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I'm not mad about hearing them. 
I'm like, no, that would be cool. I would enjoy seeing that. Um, mm. But again, I think we do need to keep our expectations in check. We all had the one division experience where we thought mm. one thing and another thing happened. Can I also uh, just say a random, very small rumor that I definitely would not hang my hat on? Right. But for the Young Avengers, they're mm. hoping to have Florence Pugh's character involved in the Young Avengers. But not only that, they're also hoping to have John Walker. Is what I read. So I was like, "Big John, John, John is back in a big way." Yes. He's training that, the kids. I can only assume he's the leader, and I think that would be hilarious. The leader of the Young Avengers. Yes. Not the Dark Avengers that he's... No, Young Avengers. That's fucking ridiculous. He's fucking 35. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's the Dark Avengers. Throw him into one of the teams. I don't even mind. He can lead anything. He can lead the Midnight Suns for all I care. I just want that character in more things. Dr. Strange out. Big John Walker in and he's trying to do magic and he can't. (laughs) So he he finds a serum on the floor and he just fucking hoofs it into himself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yes that is our latest Marvel news Sean they are hoping to do do you think this is a great idea for Marvel or a bad idea to go diverting from what's working I think it's br- I think, not brave it's fucking making movies uh, I think it's mm. um, it's really interesting uh, like if anyone can make it work you would think it would be them if it mm. doesn't work it's going to be really interesting to see why whether it's like audiences just don't like magic um, or the movie was no good. Like, I, if it flops, I would love to know why. Because on paper, this is a great idea. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm sure they're doing the Eternals as well. So it's all based on all of this stuff that yeah. if the Eternals works, well, Jesus, let's try Doctor Strange. Oh, that works as well. Fuck it, let's try this. Sorry, Connor, uh, what are the Eternals? No, that's not my... That's not the bit. How's it feel? How's it feel? <laughs> you know I don't know, Sean. That's why I always ask. I explain it so often. <laughs> I don't listen. Um, so, Sean, that is it for this week's Movie Mondays. Would you like to take us out? Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and then next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. Um, everyone who supports us over there, absolutely amazing. We do have the game of shout outs on the show. Um, so big thanks has to go to everyone. Um, also, you can, you can change your name to whatever you want. That's, that's something I'd like mm. you to bear in mind as I read through these. Uh, yeah. So... I, Sean Mean, being of sound body and mind, do hereby declare that I do bequest all my worldly possessions to one Connor Lawler. Yes! Uh, that is so nice. When are you going to start reading the Patreon names? Oh, no, that, because that's why I prefaced it. No, oh, yeah. But, Cause, but cause, you didn't start the Patreon names. That's really nice. That's no, so nice to do it at the end of the show as well. No, no, no I didn't. No. I, it's, it also, how do you made beque- me say that. How do you bequest nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I owe, you you can get all of my comic book. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, thank you. Also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe. RateMyHemsworth.com. Click rate. Click Luke. Refresh. Repeat. Never give up. Hickok didn't. Bernie. 
Ray, my father is a women's rights activist, not my mum, dad wouldn't allow that king. Roisin Trodoshin Halley, Ryan Satron Paint Evanson, Sean Bone Jamieson, Dominic Josiah Florigal Green, Anna Maureen has the fry on Helm Roos, Lil Dicky, I'm in a glass case of emotions, McGrew, and Danny McLaughlin. Thank you all so, so much for your support. Really do appreciate it. Head on over there if you want to get access to extra shows and things like that. Um, other ways to support the show, there is a merch store linked down below if you want to get some t-shirts or hoodies or anything like that. Twitter, we're at Heroes for Hire Pod. Facebook, it's Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us, Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But the most important thing is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.